Hello, we're back with the second segment of our Easy Global News, which is the topic of the week. And this week we have a topic of mass shooting. So Ahmed, you apparently brought a news from Sweden about mass shooting. Yeah, um, I read on BBC that a masked man killed a teacher and a student in a school shooting in Sweden. And media reports suggest that the 21-year-old attacker had far-right sympathies. Mm-hmm. In fact, according to the Swedish TV, police found a, sui- a suicide note revealing that the attacker had meant to target, quote, foreigners and believe Sweden should not take in so many immigrants. Mm. So um, when I read the news and I saw that school shootings took place in um that school shooting took place in Sweden, mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, then school shootings and mass shootings do not only happen in the United States. They also happen in other, like, countries as well. Right. Although mostly in developed countries. Yes. Yeah. I think the ones that we hear most about are the ones, uh, the ones that are reported, which are mostly in the developed countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I was looking for is uh, why do certain people go to schools, places where, like, they're full of, yeah, innocent people, people full of kids mm-hmm. going to school. Has nothing to do with any of these social problems, like racism. No racism, no politics. They they are really, have nothing to do with any of their, like, if you have far-right em- uh, sympathies, mm-hmm. you're, like, anti-immigrant, then why do you go to schools? Mm-hmm. So, the I came across... Um, someone who's an expert on school shooters. His mm-hmm. name is Dr. Peter Langman. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book titled Why Kids Kill Inside the Minds of School Shooters. Mm. So um, he argues that um, shooters come from different backgrounds and they shoot and kill for different reasons. Okay. And um, he basically classifies youth offenders into three general categories. Mm-hmm. Psychopathic, psychotic, and traumatized. How are they different? The first category is the psychopathic shooter, who is someone who's narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Narcissistic. So really self-centered. Yes. He doesn't care about other people. He has no empathy, no remorse, and doesn't respect laws or authority. So basically, he's the kind of guy who doesn't, like, who does whatever he feels like doing so he could like kill people for fun yeah for pleasure yeah he he actually gets like um thrill after he does something like this Uh the second type is the psychotic shooter and um psychotic shooters are generally under long-term mental illnesses Mm -hmm. and um some of them are isolated as well Mm -hmm. so um we have psychotic shooters who are um who have hallucinations they hear voices talking to them they're paranoid and they have delusions Mm -hmm. so this is another um category which is mainly uh like a psychological illness Mm -hmm. the interesting thing to mention here is that these two categories um usually come from essentially stable and intact families Mm -hmm. Mm. um compared to the last category which is the traumatized shooter, this shooter actually comes from dysfunctional family. Mm. And um, he might be, might have grown up in poverty, could have been physically or sexually abused. So 
these are the three general categories mm-hmm. that um, Dr. Langman outlined in his book. Of the mass shooters, right? Of the, yeah, the youth yeah. offenders, the uh, shooter. Yeah, hearing this, um, based on the psychological um, disorders and some of the conditions that may have fostered these dangerous thoughts, um, I am wondering, how could we uh, effectively prevent these tragic incidents? Uh, how can we approach the these people and maybe cure them psychologically? Well, I think the must, according to Ahmed, mm-hmm. uh, mass murders is unlikely to be um, predictable. But um, in some cases, um, potential mass murders often leak their intentions to third parties, their family members, school teachers, um, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but So basically they say that they're going to do something... Yeah, they're, they're, they're they give you... giving off some kind of signals. Okay. Um, but I think it is important to admit that um, why those third parties are not um, open to report those signals. So maybe as a society, we should be more open and more attentive to, um, to others. So right. you think people like uh, family members who... Who like when a shooter lives in a home where he leaked certain information about doing something really big uh, sometime soon, the family have a responsibility to report and take like certain actions. I think it's not only about the responsibility. I'm pretty sure the family member wants to do it, but the family members probably do not know where they can go and where they can get support, and it's mm-hmm. the community, we could um, make it more clear and more pronounced. Right. Also, the criminals themselves, they may not know where to get help from. They may feel disappear. Um, they may not know where to go when they're depressed, uh, when social conditions really bully them hard that they uh, can't find answers. So yeah, we should be attentive to both the families surrounding these potential criminals, but also to the criminals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really psychological framing of the issue. Uh, but I think there are also um, aspects that are really uh, that are related to some of the policies. Mm-hmm. And gun control is a big one. Um, these criminals commit acts with weapons like guns. And these guns are not always um, accessible in many of the world nations. Uh, and it's also there's also a correlation between the, uh, the difficulties of a- uh, accessing guns and the number of crimes or number of mass shootings with gun. Okay, so the easier you have access to guns, mm-hmm. the more likely mass shootings will take place. That's what some part of the population is arguing for. Mm-hmm. But there are also um, gun rights activists as opposed to gun control activists. That uh, that say that th- th- these aren't really a policy issue. This is not really a social issue, but rather it's few crazy, psychologically ill individuals that commit these crimes. Mm-hmm. So they're basically saying guns are um, being in the wrong hands, and it's not having stricter laws will not prevent that. But it also sounds to me like they're. They do not want to take responsibility for the society they live in, mm. in a way. 
Yeah, but I think the the question really is to end this, not to end the debate, but to uh, to have a clear answer whether access to guns and gun laws would um, would have a correlation with mass shootings mm. is to have an actual example. Right. Well, I have one. Mm-hmm. For one, Australia enacted a sweeping gun control uh, law after um, after a gunman opened fire and killed 35 people and wounded 23. Mm. The law was supported by 50, by 90% of the population. And was it successful? It was successful. Um, the homicide by firearms went down by 60% since okay. then, since mm-hmm. the law. So my question is, why the U.S. population is not that supportive of the of the legislation? Wait, why aren't there any legislations uh, supporting gun control if these many people are uh, being shot by yeah. mass shooters, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and especially after we have all these numbers, I have... Um, these numbers, which is um, U.S. gun crime in 2015 up until um, October 1st, there have been 294 mass shootings, mm-hmm. 45 of which took place at schools, and about 10,000 people killed in gun incidents. So to me, it seems really, uh, it's really shocking when we have this huge number, number of people uh, being killed and this number of like, incidents uh, without taking any actual like steps, mm-hmm. any serious um, actions mm-hmm. to prevent such incidents. It's truly hard to wrap mind around those figures. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's mainly because of the political um, controversies over the issue. Uh, as far as I know, there are two sides to the argument that are about 50-50. Is that correct statistics? Yeah, uh, I have a, another uh, statistic which shows that about actually less than half of Americans, about 47%, say they favor stricter laws mm-hmm. covering the sale of firearms. Um, and that number is actually, I think, could be indicative of the divide and the fact that there are no laws um, that are being passed through Congress mm-hmm. concerning gun control. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's um, important also to mention that after certain incidents, the number of people who support stricter laws go up. Uh, for instance, in uh, 2012, after the incident in uh, Newtown, Connecticut, the number went up to 58%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, I mean, if people really felt that there has to be something done, mm-hmm. um, I think they would favor. Yeah. And what's the, our current president, the U.S.'s president, uh, Obama, stands on the gun control? Yeah, I think um, one of his quote is very indicative um, about what we've been saying. He says, we're going to have to come together and take meaningful action to prevent more tragedies, regardless of the politics. So it seems to me that the gun control issue is very politicized in the United States. Mm. 
don't you think? And he's trying to, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's very politicized. Like anyone who watches uh, any kind of media outlets in mm-hmm. the U.S. would definitely notice that. Um, but my, I think from the uh, quote that you brought about um, President Obama, it seems like he's trying to depoliticize the issue and make it more of a common sense argument. I also think that he's trying to portray that or to bring it to the public that the fact that the issue is politicized and even if he's trying to do something, it is not that easy to accomplish. Yeah, so the I guess the political uh, opinion in United States is uh, really divided. But how are the reactions uh, of the residents in your country to these incidents in U.S. and Sweden? I think that uh, in Saudi Arabia, I haven't seen any, like, I when I looked up the response and how people reacted to the incident in Sweden, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons is that there are a lot of, like, conflicts and people being killed, like, on a daily basis in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that um, Saudi citizens are more exposed to. Uh, so I I never really had any kind of debate or discussion over gun control in the U.S. with someone who's from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, the Because I think of the uh, where they are, what kind of challenges they face. Uh, so when they hear about a mass shooting that took place, like in a small town in Oregon, mm-hmm. they don't really like that's not in their top 10 priority, priority when it comes to world news and mm-hmm. issues they talk about. OK, mm-hmm. well, in Russia, it's um, similar. Um, the media doesn't doesn't talk a lot about mass shooting in the West, um, but when they do, they um, it is inconceivable for them to realize that people have access to weapons so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in East Asia, I think they are uh, mostly cynical, if not indifferent. Uh, I I perceive them as someone who is really um, exclusive. Mm-hmm. So when incidents happen within, uh, perhaps in Korea, um, if incidents happen in Korea, then they would take so much attention on it. Mm-hmm. But when incidents happen outside of it, it's completely opposite of it. Mm-hmm. So, but I think from what you've said, you mm-hmm. implicitly said that they actually talk about gun control in the U.S., uh, they talk about so when they see incidents like uh, mass shootings in U.S., uh, they bring attention to their own gun control issues. And if I see uh, the reactions on SN, like social network services like Facebook and Twitter, is that oh, okay? We're so lucky to not have these uh, gun rights. Mm-hmm. So, so they're kind of opposed. Uh, yeah, so they're really thinking in their perspectives and mm. viewing this issue. Uh-huh. Which makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Sounds like. So yeah, th- those are just general reactions. It- it's not that I agree or disagree mm-hmm. to their opinions, and they don't necessarily represent the whole population either. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that people are uh, not so passionate about these issues. Okay. 
in East Asia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this week's uh, issue, the topic of the week was mass mass shooting, and we'll come back with more interesting issue next week. Thank you. Thank you.